You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Welcome, Sid Talk, to After the Show number. I'm busy. You just go on and without me. Number 395. Number what? 395. Oh. Um, it is October the 3rd. Well, it isn't yet. We're in October. It's Halloween month. Have you started watching your horror films? I was going to start this weekend. Might yeah. start tonight. You've got um, I Spit on Your what Grave. I've never seen I Spit on Your Grave. I'm I got going to watch all of Tremors. I love the first one. That, I've never seen films? one since then. I don't care what they are. It's a monster movie. So, why do I have to... Ke- Oh my god, you love to slot shit in holes. I don't care if it's a horror movie. It's a monster movie. And I've never seen all of them. And there's a new one going to come out. I, I, I have to say one. that new one looks terrible. Doesn't matter. They're all kind of terrible. The first one wasn't great or anything. It's just there's something about it. that I only saw the first one. I didn't see the next three. The next I neither. Two. Is it five? That one's five, that new one. So there's three other ones. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'll watch those and then... Some of the ones I've watched, I can't wait to watch Hocus Pocus. I don't care what anybody says. Nightmare. I really like it. Do you watch that one? No. I'm not interested in the old ones. That Those type of old Nightmare ones, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, no, not Christmas. Nightmare. The other one that's like Halloween-y. The cartoon? Well, there's Coraline, which I'll watch. Corpse Bride, which I'll probably Corpse watch. Corpse Bride, does Yeah. It. Yeah. I like those. Coraline is really good. I know it's an animated thing. And then, of course, I'm going to like the... I will re-watch Dead Snow and some other gorier ones. The Exorcist is still the best horror movie ever. It is. I agree with that. And I also want to watch Troll Hunters again, because that was actually pretty good. They're, make, they're um, <clears throat> making a Hollywood version of that movie. I'll tell you what. It is... It's a slow burner. But then as you're watching it... I mean, I was just was captive. I was just, like, sucked in. It's got... I think it has subtitles. I can't remember. It does. What country it's, it's from, from Norway. Right. It's um, it's uh, like shaky cam though, isn't it? Like no, like, not all of it. And what was that other one that I watched last year that was really good? Not the American version, which you got me, you gave me, but the other one. Uh, Let the right one in. Yeah. Oh, that was really good. Did I don't you know like what country the American that's either. That's, <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. I need to watch that. That's one. Dutch, I think. It's really it's creepy as fuck. I mean, it's creepy and it's like different than any kind of movie like i just love those i love uh you might think like watching horror with subtitles that you're not gonna get tuned in enough but it really there's not that much dialogue in horror movies if you really really think about there's not like loads and loads there's a little bit of exposition a little bit of screaming and crying (laughs) do you remember that horror movie teeth that was a good one. Oh my god (laughs) no i still i still think it's a good one it's not good it's yeah, but a it, horribly made movie. Yeah, it's but it's terrible. a. Ho- it's. I still recall. Okay, we have to dis- disclaimer here, and this is not our before they have to show discussion, but whatever. Well, it is. Um, we weren't talking about anything, so we're making them something up. But um, teeth for the grown-ups in the world is about a girl who finds out that she has teeth in her vagina, and what spurs on the uh, horror is that she's basically taking revenge. On rapists and gross pe- men and pedophiles, I do believe, that comes across. That's really, vagina full of teeth. You need to... So you can imagine <coughs> the horror, I... the horror that ensues. Now, I'm going to say this. 
with the greatest of love for you and a handful of other male persons in my life. But there's a certain, like, yes, whenever you're watching that one. Even though it's bad, it's horrible. It's really, like, whoa. You would like, um, I've got them for you. I spit on your grave. Oh, yeah, we got to watch that um, the, ori- the original from the 70s. I don't really recommend that one. It's, I gotta it, watch it. Yeah, I'd watch it just for reference, but it's not great. Um, but the remake that they did is actually really good. I, I, you know, like, I was like, wow, that is a good remake. And then there's a sequel to the remake. And yesterday, the third one came out. The third in the... I'm not sure if I trust your judgment fully, because if you think Teeth is good, I'm going to have to reevaluate my assessment of how you judge me. I mean, it's disgusting. Okay. In that, but is it visceral? Like you go, yeah, it's uh, disgusting. Like that's it's, how it's yeah, that I, I do measure that in a movie. Like like the Human Centipede two, like <laughs> that kind of grossness. It's like that. But Human Centipede one didn't gross you out. The second one really resonates in my I mind. I understand, but yeah. one didn't bother you. Just watched it like eh, whatever. It's more the like in the first one you don't see a lot of it, but in the second one you see a lot of it. Really uh, see a lot. It's black and white though. Yeah, but it makes it even grimier. <laughs> it makes it just really awful. Like, it's just... Ugh. I you go from like... Coraline to Human Centipede. <laughs> I like the range. You feel like you need a wash after you've seen the Human Centipede. And I've got to watch zombie movies. I'm going to get on board with all of Romero and all of the... Zom- maybe not all of his, but um, all of the main ones. Because those kinds of... I love zombie stuff. And so I might just have to do a marathon of zombiness. And we'll have a couple of horror... We'll be reviewing a couple of horror movies this month. One You're is... You're so bad at that. You're so bad at planning the movie that needs to go it. with the... One is the, <laughs> one is the Gallows. Yeah, but you did Trick or Treat one year. I, even though that was a Halloween movie. Which is perfect. Movie. It was crap. I mean, it's crap, but it's perfect. <laughs> okay. It's perfect. Um, the Gallows will be one of them. And The Gift will be one of them. All movies beginning with a G. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to this week's movie, which begins with a C. So it's October the 3rd, the week of, and it's after the show number 395. The movie we're looking at this week is Cop Car. It's a 2015 movie. It's released on Blu-ray now. You can pick it up. It came out on the 29th. It's rated R, and it's from our friends at Universal. And Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of Cop Car. There will be spoilers in this podcast. I will uh-huh. warn you now. Yeah, there'll be spoilers, but I'm going to give you the synopsis that it says... I don't know if it says it on the box, but the IMDb thing is... A sheriff is in pursuit of two boys who have stolen his patrol car. That is what it is. That's true. And then you take that, and the sheriff... Okay, spoilers are going to start now. So, if you really want to enjoy this movie, because I knew nothing about it, I'll be honest with you. When you said cop car, Kevin Bacon... What did I, you think? I honestly thought it was going to be some shitty thing like Hot Pursuit. I am not kidding you. Oh, really? Yes. And so I was like, I said nothing. I was like, okay, I'll just go with the flow. I, I, almost have, I wouldn't about, have even thought of that. I almost thought about getting myself like a six pack of beer because I'm like, I'm really not looking forward to this. But then I just let it go and I'm like, whatever it is, I was wrong. But I, I don't, I want to let people know that if you really want to experience this movie, I wouldn't even just if- stop this and go watch it because. I'll tell you, I liked it, too. If you um, said that to me, um, Cop Car with Kevin Bacon, I wouldn't think of a comedy at all. I would think of some serious thing. Mm. Like, I, I don't associate Kevin Bacon with comedy things. I think the Cop Car is what gave me I know the, he's in comedy the com- things. The or thing. Has, yeah, right. And then I know he hasn't done a whole bunch of comedy, and... He's quite serious, know. he seems to me. Sometimes? Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, Footloose ain't serious, but... Yeah, but he was young. Yeah, but, like... In recent years, I always think he's he's into it, it like the craft, and he's serious. 
That doesn't mean he wouldn't be doing comedy. No, I wouldn't see that kind of hot pursuity type of thing with him. Right, but I didn't know, and that's what I thought. It was not that. It is a... It's far from that. So let's move on to the movie Cop right. So, I, I actually... All I knew about this movie, because, uh, you know, I know more about movies than you because when, the, when you know, I deal with movie companies and stuff, this one, they've been really promoting it hard since it was on Sundance Film Festival. And they keep saying, the Sundance winner, this thing and that, you know, it didn't win the overall Sundance, but it won an award there. And then, you know, like they, it's a small independent movie, but they've been really, really pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And then finally the Blu-ray came around. So I, all I knew was the screenshots that they always keep sending me, which was of the cop car, like one of those long shots with the cop car just going along the road. So I was like, it's a cop car chase movie? That's what I thought. Was it like Kit, the cop car? Yeah. <laughs> Driving itself. I was thinking it was a car chase movie, like a vanishing point type thing. I was thinking that was what it was. It, it that also would not trip my trigger, but... No, it isn't, real, isn't that. So... Uh, do you want to explain really what it is with the spoiler tag <clears throat> active? Well, two boys do find a cop car abandoned in the woods, it seems. And they're about 10 years old. And uh, they do what I won't say misbehaving boys would do. I think that it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's 100% natural, the choices they make. I think that a lot of boys, at least one of them, would have been more afraid than these two were. But um, oh, I don't, uh, they decide to hop in and explore, driving their own cop car around. And what they discover is the sheriff is a horrible person. <laughs> There's Not only is he horrible, but he's, he's like the master of crimes in this small town area, apparently. Because when yeah. we get to some point in the movie, you see this stash of his, and you're like, holy shit, there's like gold bullion and... Like bonds, and I mean, he's he's bad. We get that established fairly quickly. The kids find the car, and then we see a flashback to what the why the car's there. And the kids basically are just goofing around, just they kids, barely see over the steering wheel kind of thing. They turn on the steering wheel. Now, we are in a very rural area, and a lot of city people would be like, There's no way this could happen. Oh, it's gonna absolutely happen. There are places in rural America where you can drive for 50 miles, and nobody's and seen. you may never even see another car. Like, Especially on the little, on the blacktop kind of a highway, which is what this is. So that part, I had no problem with. I saw somebody make a comment when I was glancing through comments about it, you know. There's no way this could ever happen. Someone would say Even I thought, yes, this could happen, because I've been to where you live. Yeah. <laughs> and there's often periods of nothing. Yep. Like, you're yeah. just driving and driving, and you could do all kinds of crazy Plus shit. Plus, they're, in, a, they're in fields a lot of the time. I mean, yeah. they're not necessarily on the road all the time. So, so what we're finding, what, what it really is, is these two boys, my, my interpretation is... Like, sort of loss of innocence, right? Because these two boys who are truly... But also, we don't know part of their story. They're not just out for a stroll. They've run away from home. So, there's already something going on there. Yeah. There's a stepdad. We don't want anybody to find out this is happening. There's a, just a grandma. We don't know about the other parents or anything. So, there's kids have something we will never know. Ke Kevin Bacon explains this movie, and I thought it was quite good. As Stand By Me meets No Country for Old Men. <laughs> Which is quite... Or a perfect I, world. Yeah, but for the tone of this movie, it's quite accurate. Because like, it, it starts with yep. an adventure with children. Which is always, you know... Movies like this live and die by child actors, I find. Oh, yeah. If they're really bad, which often they are, because they're not trained... You know, they check children. 
it really jars with me, and sometimes I can't deal these with like, oh, fantastic. it. These fantastic. These two kids, it was like they weren't acting. Yeah. It was like, oh, we're just with some kids. And it starts, the scene where it starts, where they're just walking, and they're just saying swear words to each <laughs> other. Like, like, I've done that when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, let's say swear words. There's no adults here, so let's say fuck. Let's say, and, and they're saying these swear words, and one of them's very out there he'll just say it and the other one's kind of like I don't know if I should be saying this and it's really awesome like character interaction and it's instantly you understand yeah. I mean they don't play up too much to those stereotypes but I mean it's very established and when there's a duo of friends as yeah. in even I'm 47 my best friend and I there's a very distinct difference between us in our our approach to everything and that you if you did that there would be a one of us hesitates more and the other one is more bold. I won't tell you which one's more bold. It's probably. <coughs> but, um, I felt like the, for me, almost instantly from the time we meet them, you feel a bad, like it doesn't feel like it's going to be a romp. Like that's why I was, no, because I was grim. expecting comedy and these boys show up and, and the, the, the filter on the, Film and everything, or if it's film actually it's before like, the just, boys, I instantly was like, "Oh yeah, the you, opening." You know, credits. In the credits, yeah. the credits seemed like a horror movie. I was like, it "Did a little bit," uh, and it was like, like showing you these credits, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be like some crazy shit." Like, but the the credits don't quite match the film. I didn't think because they they were. I was thinking, "Oh, this is like a horror or a really serious, like a thriller, yeah. like really violent or something." But then it moves, but. This movie, beautiful, it looks beautiful, beautiful. as well. It, it's like a really, it's very simple. There's like four characters in the movie, really, right? No, five, maybe There's only like 11 in the cast. Yeah, it's very... So it's 11. For a movie <laughs> that has very few people. And I assume the dead guy is one. Yeah, and one of the cast you don't even see. It's just a voice. So... She's not in the list. Oh, right. So it's, it's simple, really simple concept. And we just watched an interview with the... Um, director and kevin bacon and it, what they said about we want to keep it simple and yes that can frustrate some people i i get that like there's questions are not answered in this movie yeah, exactly there's loads of things that you don't know you don't know their circumstance and you never know the commission of the original crimes no you only know this slice of it and that's my favorite thing yeah i don't is that in and of itself this experience that these boys have had the experience of the sheriff and the other guy. It's all contained in this one crossing of paths or whatever. And then you go on and that's it. So it doesn't I really need like explaining. No. That's, that's the thing. Like, even at the end... Not when... for what I felt like the whole objective was. To me, I don't know what his objective was, but that in youth, you... You know, there's this, like, growing up period you do because grown-ups are just dickheads. Like, we really are. I don't care who you are listening. You might think you're a fucking saint, but you're not. You're going to be a dickhead at some point in your adult life. And the children in your life are not. But they're going to observe you and observe the people you know and watch movies and read books. And all the grown-ups are going to have some asshole quality. And there's a line that you cross from when you're a kid that you go from being, like, I don't really understand the world and I just want to learn about the world and I might potentially have a lot of good in me to, oh, I just saw somebody say or do or be horrible either to me or to someone else and now I understand how to be a terrible person. There's a like, part, and there's, I feel like that's part of what it is. There's parts in the movie where um, there's, there's a part where the there's stuff going down 
and then the camera cuts to the kids again. And it, <laughs> the stuff going down, and it reminds you just they're kids because they're just doing stupid shit in a field, like yeah. whilst of, like they're jumping over a gun and they're wrapping tape around them. And it, there's been some stuff happened already, but it's like, no, they're just kids. Like, like kids really just are doing kid things here. Nothing had happened to them yet. Not to them yet, but... They didn't know anything. They except kn- that they found all these objects and now they're messing around with them. Right, but it's just like... But it tells you something try- about their life. Because- also, when the kid says... My favorite part is there's a there's a dude and, and he's he's running about and one kid says to the other, What's he doing? He says, I think he's trying to hide I think he's trying to hide and he says, He's really bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> he's really bad at hiding. Yeah, because he's just like <laughs> So that kid thing always shines through. Like I Yeah. Even in the dire situation, the kid friends and the the kids, like there's they don't there's no adult thing in them. There's no really bad thing in them. Not yet. They don't fully understand what's happening. Maybe now. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> we've we've learned we've alarmed them or alerted them already. But it's a really well crafted movie. I think it's short. It's short, but it's <clears throat> so packed full of everything you need to tell you this sliver of this story. It's not a whole story. To me, it's not a whole story. I mean, no. it's a day of an adventure that is crisscrossed with like terrible stuff like you said there's a little stand by me there it's not it's not a coming of age story necessarily except for this little glimmer i see of loss of innocence you know where do we go from here kind of a thing i mean even the little things the kids say like how far do you think we've come he says 50 miles (laughs) which is probably completely inaccurate but then he's like oh maybe they maybe they're looking for us now he's like we've not even been away that one of the things it's like Okay, as an adult, when I see a barbed wire fence, because I go over a barbed wire fence, and you you approach it, you look at it, you study it for a minute, you think about how to squeeze through, you need, you say to your person that's with you, if you have another person, well, you hold this, and I'll climb through, and you're, like, super careful, and these boys just look at it and just basically, like, go through it, and they get a little bit caught, but they just go on through it, and that, to me, symbolized like, no. this thing of, like, I'm not... Like, uh, I can get through there, or I can just do this, and that's why I didn't have a hard time believing their antics with the guns and whatnot. Like, this sort of, you know, people were bitching about that, too, I saw. Like, kids would never do this, but that's how children get shot with guns all the time. That's exactly what I think would happen. Like, a 10-year-old boy picks up a gun. And, I don't know well, what to in do. In fact, a, a boy, a teenager in a town where I'm from originally, just a few weeks ago, they were the boys, the teenage boys, young teenage boys... Had a gun, and one of them was holding on to it, fired it accidentally, and it shot through the back of his friend's head and killed him. Now, that's that's boys who, probably at that age, and from where I'm from, would be familiar, and yet it's still going to happen. So I have no problem believing that boys, or any kids, really, as long as they haven't been taught to fear the gun, you know, intentionally. Even then, it might make it more interesting. So, again, we have to always fall back to where these kids' lives have been, because if they're running away from home... You're going to have to, and they're not dressed super nice or anything. They're dressed kind of like, you know, maybe, you know, down and out kind of families or whatever. So the idea is maybe you don't know what they've seen and heard in their lives and how much they do and don't know about stuff, how, why they wouldn't be afraid, why they're all of a sudden just really cutting loose. Like maybe they've been so repressed by something going on in their, you know, sadness in their life, whatever, you don't know. But that I think lends you to go like whatever they do. I'm I'm all for it. If they're looking down the barrel of the gun going, well, I want to go off. I have 
I don't have a problem with that because I think a ten-year-old boy. Yeah. <clears throat> Are you gonna know as a kid? Even I, I'm an adult. I don't want to know what to do with a gun. I know. I understand. You would know not to point it at your face. Yeah, but I don't know where the safety <clears throat> catch is. I know there is one, but I don't know where it is exactly. But and a kid's not a kid's like because yeah. they get why doesn't this like fire? adults all think well because you watch movies and TV and all these other things that a child is going to pick up on all the stuff no. that you think you know, but they don't. No, 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 no. I don't. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, I understand. You you point a gun and then you press the trigger. But that's rudimentary knowledge of shooting a gun, right? <laughs> you don't know all the details. No. So, yeah, they, these kids are really excellent. And also, another thing I, I thought about this movie, and it's really interesting, is they do a lot with no dialogue. Like, there are whole sections of this movie where nobody talks. There's the bit where yeah, you first long. meet Kevin yep. Bacon, and he's just running, he's doing his thing. And he's running, and he's going through it. And, and the whole... His physicality, the body language of him... You start to understand what's going on in his mind almost immediately. Like it's, it's really clever. Like because they don't, there's not a ton of dialogue for the first. No. Well, you know the kids talk, but for the first, like, well, there's not a ton of dialogue altogether. No, there overall. isn't. Very little. It's just um, a lot of it's physical, and it's not an action-packed movie. There's there's some action scenes, a little but bit. But it's really more, and it, and it, you know, you, I can't even say, oh no, it's not an action part movie. It's more of a talky kind of movie because it's not a talky kind of movie either. Nope. either. It's somewhere in the middle, but it's, it's quiet. Yeah, it's quiet so that when shit hits the fan, you're like, Ugh. it's even more uncomfortable because you're just used to this sort of like people getting on with whatever they're doing, good or bad, playing with the car, dealing with the crimes they've committed, like, and then when it's like, da da da, like a big sort of. And there's lots of good, memorable scenes to me. And one of them, the, uh, some of the small scenes in the middle are really memorable. Like where Kevin Bacon's driving the car and the cop pulls him up. That's really tense. Yes. Uh, that whole thing is tense. And the other thing where he's at the stoplight and somebody on a bike see, he thinks they know, oh, I think that's the sheriff. But we're not, but the, the weird, the thing that sort of plays with your mind is you already know this guy is bad. Yeah. So why do you care if he gets caught? I know, but you do. You're, I don't care if he gets way. caught, but I'm tense that he's going to get caught. Yeah. Like, oh, God. And I, I already I was, know I that was, he should yeah, get that caught. That is weird, because I was actually rooting for him. In my, I was like, no, no, don't. Please, please, man, go away. Like, don't don't ask for his license. But why? I don't know. So that, so that is weird, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Because I should not be rooting. Because I have information on board at that point that I know that this guy's up to no good. The, better he, the sooner he gets caught, the better. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really well... Tense, crafted well, interesting, Agreed. really interesting start to finish. I always wanted to know, oh, I don't even know, I really know where they're going. Like, I, I, it's not predictable. No. And when, not to me. when shit is the fan, it's like, oh, really? That's what's going to happen. That's crazy. Like, I don't, so, you know, um, if I, do you have any negatives at all for this? I don't think so. I think that, if anything, the, uh, the trunk guy. I don't know who he is, if I do know him, but... You don't, actually. I looked him up. I feel like he was a little bit... I understand that he's under stress, but he was a little bit over the top to stand out against all the other people in the movie. That Now, he reminded me of a Coen Brothers kind of out-there character. <laughs> you know, like... Um, is this Coen Brothers? This isn't Coen Brothers. Why did you keep bringing him up? Because, there's obviously, watching this movie, this guy... Add some Coen Brothers inspiration. The cinematography, first off, that music that was playing, that really rattly kind of 
gets in your head. I don't think head. the Coen brothers are the only ones that do these things. It just, they smacked of it. Like Fargo or uh, even... Um, oh, her brother were out there. I mean, well, her brother were out there. Yeah, or uh, what's the one with the dude? That was where I was thinking, this bad guy with his robe and his boots was kind of clumsy and around. Like, he seemed like a character out of one of them. Or Brad Pitt out of, um, you know, where he's that weird, like, just that one of those weird, quirky characters that the Coen brothers do. I thought they were trying to be quirky with that character because he's, even though he's like in a, he's in a bad way and it's like. I didn't pick that up at all. He's just got this quirky kind of cartoonishness about him. When he's, when he's, he's not quirky, he's just not as good as everybody when else. When he's moving about. I don't think that's on purpose. I thought it was on purpose, but I know what you mean by yeah. not. He doesn't fit in with... So I mean, he's, he was kind of scary because I don't know what the fuck he's up to. Like, I, yeah. kept, I kept watching him and going... That part was fine. Like, in the yeah. car, he was fine. But then the whole sort of, like, haphazard... You know, like, he didn't seem to have a... He had a plan. His plan. Which I, I know his plan was. Yeah, I know his plan, but his plan was kind of crap. Like, it was, it was kind of... It wasn't. It would have solved his problem. Yeah, but I don't think it would have worked. Well, he did was... T- that was it. It would have worked for him perfectly. I don't know how good he was with that. He didn't seem very good with that rifle. He was, because he shot the bottle. He did. On purpose. From a very far distance. So I think he would have been fine. Yeah. Hmm. But Kevin Bacon was too smart. Spoilers! <laughs> so the cast is Kevin Bacon plays Sheriff Kretzer. Um, like I said, it's I, I don't... Do you rate Kevin? Do you think he's like a... I'm neutral, except for individual movies. The Woodsman, obviously, is one of those where it's a quiet movie as well, but you, I feel like he was really, really into it. And He can be both, can he? He can more. be like the commercial type, you know, Flatliners or... Flatliner, I don't know, was it that Kevin Bacon? That was Kiefer Sutherland. He was in Flatliners, it was like a big, it was like a big ensemble cast of I know, but that was like 1988. I don't know why Flatliners would hit your radar at this point. <laughs> Hollow Man. He can be in the big... Crappy. It can be in the big, you know, those type of uh, crowd-pleaser, you know, pictures. Footloose. <laughs> um, and and then, he the can, then he can also be in, like, independent movie like The Woodsman, where it's very... I think we overrate him for things like Footloose, which was 30 years ago. He was a kid. So I think you have to go I by I mean, Kevin Bacon has been in stuff. a lot of movies, mm-hmm. when you look. I mean, he's he's, like, been on our radar since we were kids. Yep. So... But, well, he was in uh, Friday the 13th. Yeah, true. But I've never ever gone, oh, you know, great actors. And, and Kevin Bacon doesn't ever come up on my list for that. But I'm not saying he's a bad actor. And I'm saying in this, he was really good. I agree. I think like he was. It, he, had, he picked a very specific kind of guy. And there were times when this guy that is at my work, I was like, yeah, that's how that guy would be as a sheriff who's done a lot of bad shit. He's got a very... There's a certain... I don't know how to call it. There's a certain sourness to some people. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't know what else to say it, but there's a very mean. terse sort of like their neck is strained, and they're going to give you every fucking detail about this thing that's going on, and they're really uh, they're really tense. There's like their blood pressure is really high, and they're like super focused on the thing at the moment, but they're also scatterbrained at the same time, and you feel like, and they're very like severe about everything. You know, like when you. We go to his house and we see his dogs and he, you know, at yeah. him. And you're like, that's the guy that I'm talking about. There's a certain, mm, they're 
highly taut, you know, like there is a very, somebody's behind him, like cranking the wire and just making them very severe. And he totally pulled that and off. It's like I've he seen leaves. him in interviews. He's not like that at no, all. No, it's like he leaves Kevin Bacon out of it. Yeah, he's totally, he's uh, every single He's a small minute. town sheriff and it's, yeah. even, even the, the change in him, the hair and the mustache, he, and, and he's kind of like, He's kind of built, but emaciated. he's kind of emaciated at the same yeah. time. He just looks like he's not—it's not going that well for him. Everything. <laughs> so, but yeah, he likes to put on the front of being Mister Cool and Mister. I've got everything. In and control. very sweet when he's on the yep. phone to the lady. Yep, yep. Um, which is his wife. <laughs> not in the movie. But uh, yeah, he's, he puts on this very charming, and everybody's like, "Oh yes, sheriff, yes, sheriff." That's how he gets away with all yeah. the bad shit. But when you peel it all away, he's just sort of this flailing panicky and it worked perfect i thought it was exactly right now the two kids are james friedson jackson and hayes welford they play harrison and travis fantastic and the kids are really the stars of this movie and they're both awesome when it says kevin bacon cop car i would say no the kids cop car (laughs) the kids are really what drives the movie along i mean well they had to have him but there's no story but to me there's no story True, but the to to me the kids are the stars for me. Like I, I was yeah, but you can't when the Kevin Baker those scenes two names that. at the top of the bill. No, I know you can't. But when I was um, I was always waiting to get back to the kids because I was like, you know, kids, you got to solve this. You got to sort this out. You got to stop driving this. You know, you got to somebody's got to figure out that these kids need help. <laughs> but you know, and I guess some people do in this movie. So yeah, they were great, and they're not acting. Not really. Not, they're not acting kids. They're um, first-time kids. I think that helps. Yeah, because... They're unaffected. I don't know it. I don't know how... Im- it's like if you have a kid who's never done any acting, or maybe their parents are trying to get him into acting or whatever, but you can sit down, a 10-year-old boy or 12, however they all are, uh, as the director, and say, look, okay, you guys are going to find this cop car. And what I want you to do is, like, what would you do? I want you to be, like... You know, act like you would act if you found the cop car. Not like all the fancy acting words and Hollywood bullshit and give me this and give me this emotion. But just like, I feel like that happens when you have brand new kids. Because you can't describe to them what to do in acting terms. You just have to tell them like, how would you act if you found a cop car in the middle of the forest with the keys in it? Mm. Oh my god, I don't, you know, how would you, what would you do? And I think that helps a lot. Instead of saying, you know, if we're analyzing it. and Yeah, they... They were just natural the entire time. And they, you know, they had a lot of work to do in this movie. They actually took driving lessons, we found out. Yeah, they did. As a little boys. Because, <laughs> yeah, there are scenes where I was thinking, no, it's probably just a stuntman in that car. But no. then you can see the kids driving the car, so. I'm sure they... They were on one of those things. Yeah, being pulled, but, you know. Um, so, also I put down um, Cameron Mineham as Bev. She's like Anonymous Famous. Like, yep. I've seen her before, definitely. And then I looked her up and I was like, well, I don't really watch any of those TV shows she's in, but you've definitely seen her around, you know? Is she in LA Law or something like that? And she she plays like this small... I mean, it's a small role, but she's pivotal again to the pot, plot. Everybody in this movie is pivotal to it in some way. Yeah, absolutely. That's and, why and they're very sparing. A small cast is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then she... Shay Wiggum... Is he plays man, and he's like the bad guy. 
Um, I like that the the bad guy's just called Man. <laughs> yeah, because he's the man <laughs> in the trunk, basically. And then finally, Kira Sedgwick, who is Kevin Bacon's wife, plays the dispatch lady. She's just the lady on the radio that you never see. So Criminal Minds, that's the show she's in. That I, I think I've seen it as I'm flicking or as I've seen it on advertising. She is a face that yeah. I recognised. Um, so, directed by uh, John Watts. And um, John Watts is only directed some short films. This is his first feature film. Um, well, he actually did one called Clown, but I, did, I didn't... It looked like it said short next to it. But John Watts has actually just been chosen by Marvel to, to direct Spider-Man, which is like a big deal after... I mean, Spider, the, the Spider-Man's coming back to Marvel and he's joining the Avengers and this guy's getting the first shot at the Spider-Man movie. So this guy's going on to... You know, hopefully he makes more things like Cop Car as well and doesn't just get sucked off into Hollywood and sucked off. Into <laughs> it's better than saying sucked off in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you, you maybe, <laughs> maybe like that. I don't think that'll help his career. So um, I love the direction this guy has. And whoever the cinematographer was, this looks awesome, this movie. It looks like it's very, very low budget, this movie. Like super low, but it doesn't really look that low budget. Because... It's like beautiful. Like he do, he does a lot of like Paul Thomas Anderson stuff, like that wide. I'm just going to use the whole frame here. Yeah. And the car's going to be tiny, but you're going to see all of this, all of these fields. He does that all the way through the movie. It just looks. I don't know if that's skill. That's just a some. <laughs> well, it's like... an eye for something instead of like other people who just go, yeah, just film the car, get right in there, you know, or do shaky camera. Well, what's wrong with that? <clears throat> what's the difference? There's nothing wrong with that either, but. This has my sensibility. Uh, if I was making a film, I, I would definitely choose this kind of, you know, I would use wide shots. I love wide shots. I always have. Uh, I like composed shots, which is a lot of that in, the, in here as well. It's not like, oh, this is like a TV movie where it's just very economical. And like, we film this guy, we film that guy. Mm, yeah. It's more like, no, we'll saying. pull the camera out and you'll see a wide scene. Fargo on TV does that a lot. Um, yep. And it's just, that's my sensibilities. If I ever made a movie, that's what it would be. Full of long shots. <laughs> I'd never really get close to anybody. Um, so, yeah, I really like what he did. Extras on this Blu-ray. Sid thought you review the extras. Uh, there's a making of? Question mark? And it's not. It's like a trailer, but some it's cut in there with a few of the things where you see the guys with the cameras. It's really... And that's it. It's, it's like really, five minutes long. And it really tells you... Like, I thought, oh, okay, now we're going to see how they did the, st the stunts. And then it's like, hey, we built a ramp. And then move on. The one thing that didn't matter to me at all, no. like the car jumping over a little hill. Yeah, it Couldn't really, it's like, it's like, it's almost like there's a making of this movie. And this is the trailer for this making of the movie yeah, that so we I'm never saying. see. like a trailer. Yeah. And I went on Collider.com, which is one of Gawker's sites. And they have a really good interview with the director and uh, Kevin Bacon, and it's about 15 minutes long, and that is better. Yeah. I watched that and learned more about this movie than watching the Here's thing. an extra for you. It grossed in the first opening weekend $26,000. Probably in very few screens. <laughs> Three. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Cop Car, um, what do you reckon? What do you mean? What is your conclusion for the movie Cop Car? I like it. I liked it a lot. It's it's uncomfortable and you feel like your, your stomach tightens up every once in a while. At one point I went, shit! 
you know the so that was like whoa because like you said if you don't know exactly where it's going because a couple of times you think oh oh uh, you know you think once you see him yep. doing that that okay i know what it is but then it's not so i highly recommend it it is not i don't even think it's that bad for like teenagers or even a 10 year old boy if you Got a son, and I mean, there's nothing overtly. It's got a little bit of violence, but it also explores the whole, gives you an opportunity to talk about it. Say, don't steal a cup, <laughs> not look, just that. Because look, well, don't be, don't be a bad sheriff, and don't be a guy in the trunk, and don't lie, and don't like, don't run away if you have problems. All these things that you could, and you know. It's like a surprise movie for me because I really, really liked it. Yes. And that like Kumiko surprise. the Treasure Hunter, which was another yep. one this year, which was under the radar and I really, really liked it. And this one, right, you know, it's just a very small movie that is actually well executed for once. The Guest was another one that was well executed for me. For you. And they're all small movies. Um, so, yeah, we recommend Cop Car. Go, get, go and see it. It's out now. Uh, so, if you want to enter a contest, go to ascoli.com. You can win a copy of The Timber on Blu-ray and Northern Limit Line on Blu-ray from our friends at WellGo USA. You can win. Just go to ascoli.com and win. Um, thank you to Universal for this Blu-ray. And next week's Blu-ray review will be The Avengers Age of Ultron. So, we'll be looking at that next week. So, we go from very small movie to biggest movie ever. Um, so, movie recommendations. I am going with, on the uh, Kevin Bacon tip, The Woodsman, which is an awesome movie, which he did, you know, probably about ten years ago. Was and it ten? It, it's pretty uncomfortable movie. And it's a very serious subject, and it's Kevin Bacon doing a very serious co- job mm-hmm. of, of it. And my other one is uh, Kevin Bacon doing a really cheesy movie. And it's Wild Things. <laughs> and it was one of the first movies I ever saw on DVD, Wild Things. And um, it's, fairly, it's not a great movie, but it's really of its time. And Kevin Bacon is awesome in it. <laughs> uh, Matt Dillon's also in it. But Kevin Bacon is just, it's just a weird character. So, yeah, The Woodsman was 2004. So I'm going with Wild Things. A lot of people like Wild Things. Uh, and a lot of people really think it's awful too. It's kind of one of them, whether you like it or not. Did you like it, Wild Things? I don't know if I've ever seen it. You never saw it? I've got it on DVD. I don't know. Something Wild? Have you seen Something Wild? No. Ah, Wild Things is... You know what it is, though, right? No, I don't know. It's with Nev Campbell and... um, I'm not sure. What's she called? Denise Richards. In a pool? Yes. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. You've not seen it? You've talked about it for the whole 16 years we've been married, but no, I don't think I've ever seen it. It's got this weird swampy Louisiana true blood type of vibe. It's not a vampire thing, but it's that vibe, that sweaty kind of swampy. Yeah, but... So, yeah. My recommendations are, because also a thing where people stumble across something and then make very bad decisions, is very bad things. It's a good one. You could also say Fargo. Well, the TV show. Because ultimately, that first season is because someone yeah all the movies stumbled across yeah. no because they yeah yeah I'm talking about yep <laughs> I don't want to give I don't want to spoil that whole show but uh, so very bad things and a perfect world with Kevin Costner also one of those sort of slow is that Clint Eastwood Clint Eastwood directed it maybe yeah yeah it's uncomfortable but it's it's quiet and you know, thoughtful, you think about, and there's 
the reason I'm thinking is because there's a criminal man and a kid. And, you know. I saw that in the theatre when it came out. I and, thought we uh, watched it here. No, I saw it in the theatre. I remember... It was out a long time ago, though, wasn't it? it was 20 years ago, probably. Was it? Wow. Feels like it. Um, but it's really... It's one of the first movies I saw where I was like, wow, the acting is really good in this movie. <laughs> like, it's... Like, it's a level up from most things that I watch. I think it's been since we've been here. It's 1993. Hmm. That's, right? Yeah. I remember seeing it in the theatre. That's where I saw it. Yep, that's it. Um, so, yeah. There, <coughs> there's some good recommendations for you. Games and A. Scully stuff. I've been playing more Destiny. <coughs> Nothing to talk about, really. Just I've not done the raid yet. I'm trying to level my light meter up, and I'm 295. Anyone who doesn't know what he's talking about, don't feel bad. I'm at 295 out of 300. Try keep trying my best to level my character up. As a husband, you need to level up as well. You're only at about mm, 25, so we're looking at 10,000. So you're gonna have to keep leveling up. 25. Is that, <laughs> is that all I have? <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, let's see. You would give a shit more about your game leveling up than you would about your husband points. I'm pretty sure because that's how men think. So yeah, maybe maybe you're at 30. I don't know. Out of a thousand. 10,000. Yeah. Some garbage, really. <laughs> well, let's see. As a husband, you have to start over every day. That's how it works. And for 16 years, you've had to start over every day. That's how, that's how it works in marriage. You don't get to pile up your points from day to day. How does that get through quality so one, assurance tests? In one day, you're going to have to get all the way. One of these days. Other than that, you just we start over every day. <laughs> I... I, I'm demotivated because the score's very high. <laughs> well, let's see. This Marriage doesn't have a carrot on a stick. You don't get rewarded. You don't get achievements. You just have to do it just because you're doing it. Also, um, in the game, the second thing in the gaming is what I'm excited about is uh, soon there's going to be a new Guitar Hero. And it's been a long time, five years actually, since the last Guitar Hero. They just put it to rest for a while. And now the new consoles are out. They bring in Guitar Hero and Rock Band back. But I've been uh, accepted into the beta of Guitar Hero on the PS4. And I was like, how does that work exactly? You need a guitar, surely. Well, the people who got accepted into the beta get, they send you a guitar. So Nice. In the next few weeks, I'll be able to play the new Guitar Hero, which I hear are some very big changes, but you're not allowed to talk about them yet. So all I can say is I'm going to play some Guitar Hero soon. And I'm excited because you know how much I was into Guitar Hero when it first came out. I, I do. Think, I, I, think sang I, own, it. I yeah. sang a lot of the songs. I think I own all the Guitar Heroes on the 360 and I've got numerous guitars and I, I, just, I still enjoy it. I, I like DJ Hero as well. I like that rhythm ga- gameplay. You don't. Nope. Um, it's too hard. But I got pretty good at Guitar Hero, so I'm interested to... It's different now. I'm interested to see if i am still got the... You know... I could play on the... Uh, you do know that that doesn't build up your husband points, right? No. I could still play on the medium level. <laughs> I could play on the medium level, and then when it got to hard level, that was a bit too much for me. So hopefully I can... Don't have to start on easy. I can start on medium and be decent at it. But uh, that's all I have for this week. Sid Talk, what's for dinner? But for dinner, as my wife points pile up, I can assure you, will be potato and carrots stew... With some mushrooms and some tomato saucy stuff. I haven't cooked it yet, so I don't know exactly what it's going to be. Sounds good. It does. And a sandwich. Always so good. So that's that. And some cookies. And my advice, do you want to know what my advice is? No. 
Okay. It's, <laughs> I, I'm revisiting it. Because you might be one of these people I'm talking about in general. Because you have a nice personality. I'm doing nice in quotation marks. Don't be fooled by these people who claim and pretend to be, like, super sugary nice all the time. And they like to say how nice they are and how compassionate they are and how concerned they are about everything and how sorry they are about everything. And they give you those eyes and that look and that, oh, every time you tell them some stupid shit like I stub my toe, oh, that's terrible. Oh, I really sure hope that gets better soon. Now, while some people find that charming and lovely and supportive, I see it as a big mask. And they're, they desperately want you to think that they're nice. I mean desperately. Want the world to perceive them as a nice person with no sharp edges and no opinions and no... Everything is just... I mean, I'm not saying it's not good to be compassionate and care about people. I'm as supportive as I am with the people that I want to be supportive of and the things that I want to be supportive of. I'm very picky and choosy. I don't spread it out over everywhere. It's just very pointed. But the people who, you just see this gloss of, like, sugar. That's what I think of it as. It's just been this thick glaze of, like, disgusting, crystallized, sugary mess. But they want you to just, you know, love them and like them and say nice things about them or say nothing about them. As if they disappear as soon as you walk away from them. So that there's nothing you can say negative or bad about them or... The next time you approach them, you won't, you know, have a thing. Well, I am none of that. I I say that if you are like me, don't be fooled into thinking that they're nicer than you. Because they're just as screwed up and they're just as unnice as you are underneath all that. They've made this similar bad decisions. They've said nasty things. They think nasty things. We all do. It's just the way it is. I mean, nasty as in... Someone comes in and no noise you at work and you smile and go, oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. And in your mind, you're like, oh, my God, I hate that bitch. That's just the same as saying it out loud. You still think it. It doesn't elevate you just because you didn't say it. <laughs> I don't think anyway. Now, I don't say that to people either, but I don't pretend to be sugary sweet either. So I'm not saying this to the nice people who think they're nice. Nice, again, in quotation marks. I'm saying this to the other people. Don't be fooled. Don't let anyone make you think that there's something wrong with you because you're not covered in sugary, drippy syrup. Because if you... You know what happens when you scrape all the icing off of a cake, right? We're all just the cake. We're all cake. Some of us are just cake. You, you look at the cake and it's just... That's it. There's no frosting. There's no sugar on top. There's no sugar work and chocolate shapes and shit all over it. It's just a piece of cake. And You've it's fine. You've been watching too much British Bake Off. <laughs> yes. And it's fine the way it is, right? If you start covering it up with sugary shit, still okay. But if you scrape off the sugar, it's still just a piece of cake. So you're just a piece of cake. And so are they. And cake is fine. You might have got the ingredients a little bit wrong, but cake is fine. Mmm, cake. <laughs> I know that I want cake. <laughs> I could have hit that analogy head on there. Now I want to. Now I want to eat it. I want to eat my analogy. All right. So that's it. Nice people are not that nice. Good advice. Now go eat cake. <laughs> my advice is just a commentary. So uh, remind <laughs> you about our websites: uh, cake.com, acecully.com, <laughs> and sidso.com. Now I have to go there. Cake.com. I'm sure that exists. Uh, you can catch us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also catch us on... That's it. Cake.com looks like it was made in it's 1995. Nothing. How disappointing. Boo. Somebody owns it, though. Yeah. 
You can uh, catch this podcast on Stitcher.com. Search for after the show. You can catch it on the iTunes Music Store, the Microsoft Music Thing, or the RSS feed. Just go to Ascoli.com. You can listen to it on the page there if you want. Just click on the word podcast. Email feedback to Ascoli.com. Don't email Sitsock. She doesn't want your uh, emails. Niceness. And uh, finally, stay classy, Mr. Kevin Bacon. He actually wants to be in a new Tremors movie I was just reading. Tremors, man. Is that all you said? Oh, it's my turn. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to... We've only done 395 of these. and <laughs> that's, how, that's how it goes. I say stay classy, and then you sign up. <laughs> I'm going to say, think for yourself, because if you don't do it, someone will do it for you.